0: Hi, this is Steve Lieber, artist of The Fix, and you're listening to the Long box Crusade, Crusader Chronicles. Read them all. You're listening to Crusader Chronicles, episode 36, featuring Amazing Spider-Man, number 180, and Star Wars, number 11, from February 1978. Hello and welcome to the 36th episode of Crusader Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Pat, a.k.a. DJ Chris Tatos. Crusader Chronicles is a podcast that will journal the comic book issues read chronologically by the release date from my comic book collection, either in a digital, in a trade, or from the many long boxes stashed away in my basement. Each episode will provide short recaps, reviews, and ratings of the issue or issues for that release date. The goal is to keep me actively reading through my collection and to have some fun along the way talking about the comics with my friends. Speaking about my friends, let's see who we have with us. We have joining us the very sickly Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. That is a prescription for danger. He is knocking on heaven's door. Death Probe. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: i'm gonna muscle through tonight but yeah since delvin hasn't heard the last episode that we recorded yet with jay my bit for tonight's not gonna make a ton of sense but now that delvin is back to take his place as delvin i feel like that i have to battle delvin i'm just gonna save us all time and incinerate myself with the trash
3: <laughs>
2: good luck delvin
0: thanks <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that's all I got. Let's go ahead and introduce Delvin. Delvin, the dark Wed Williams. You got a comeback to Jared?
3: I actually kind of do have a comeback to Jared, okay. even though I didn't know what he was going to say beforehand. And that's just simply, I'm the Green Goblin. Yes, I'm the real goblin. All you other Green Goblins are just imitating. So, want the real Green Goblin, please stand Stand
4: up. up.
2: (laughs) Please stand up. Please stand up. (laughs) I'm the Green Goblin the real Green Goblin.
4: (laughs) That's
2: all I got, Pat. That's
3: my comeback.
0: Yeah, ooh, that's
3: tough one. That was my snap. I got bars. There we
1: go.
0: Uh, Speaking about having snaps... Jason, the Weasel Skull Allbrook, is joining us as well. Jason, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm sitting up here in the treehouse of Treetop Tommy, looking out for TIE Fighters. We're ready to talk some Spider-Man. We're Hi, ready Tommy. To... Hey, everybody. I'm up here, just enjoying this Ewok Jerky. Those Ewoks ain't your friends, man. They ain't your friends. <laughs>
3: Ewok anyway. Jerky would be a good name for a band. Yes, it would. <laughs> 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 I
1: was also making a little called call to Ewok Jerky. <laughs> Tree Top Tommy. <laughs> tree Top Tommy always scheming. Got nothing to do but up here scheming and dreaming. Back to you, Jake. All right. Thanks, Tree Top Tommy. Thanks for that. And uh, yeah, looking forward to this. Let's have a good time. Let's do a show.
0: Yes, let's do it. Let's do a show. Speaking of putting on a show, why do you say we get to Pat's
1: Polest? Pat's Police. Polest. Yeah. Oh, oh, we, we got him. Go. Let's piss off Pat. Let's piss <laughs> off Pat.
0: Pull it out. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Work that pole. Excuse me while I whip this out.
0: All right. Well, here is what we have in my collection for this featured month, and it's for February 1978. And we got a few guys, so you better sit back and relax.
4: (laughs) Oh, Lord. Brace yourself.
1: I'm going to time these two. I just want you to know, after all the crap you all have <laughs> given us, these are longer than two minutes. I can eyeball it and tell you these are longer
4: than two minutes. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, you
2: better yeah. not. I'm going to keep all, all those short.
0: paragraphs. I'm going to keep it short. <laughs> so we'll start out with the first one of it, Men of War, number wow. six.
2: <laughs> good God, y'all. Well, a really good boy.
4: Absolutely nice. nothing. Say <laughs> again.
0: <laughs> Men of War, number six from D.C. It's got a cover date of May 1978. It was on sale date of February 2nd, 1978. Cover price is just 35 cents. Editor was Paul Levitz. There's two stories in this. This is Grave Digger, A Choice of Death, and Dateline, Frontline Countdown. Cover credits go to the artist Joe Hubert. Oh, I've heard that name. Yeah. So famously. like a good war comic. Mm-hmm. So like I said, there was two stories in this one. I'm not going to go into into any depth on these because there's two stories. And we'll turn <laughs> on you. Yes. You'll and I don't want to
1: fast. I'll <laughs> lead it, too.
3: You know I'll lead this. I'll lead this revolt. It was some
0: men. They were warring. war. <laughs> they were in the war. Yeah. <laughs> nothing good for it, but absolutely, absolutely nothing.
2: Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Say it again. <laughs> Ugh. But I'm certain that's all you have in the poll list this week, right? That's it?
0: Well, no, Jared, I don't. Okay, ah, yeah, Let me oh, tell you another man. one I got that's in the poll list. It's Captain Marvel, Woo. number 56. Well, this one, let me tell you about it, guys. I'll give you some credits on this one. This one was, again, from Marvel. Got a cover date of May 1978. On sale date was February 21st, 1978. Editor was Archie Goodwin. The title was Survival Quest. Writer was Doug Minch. Penciler Pat Broderick. Inker is Bob Wycheck. Letterer is Rick L. Parker. Colorist is Phil Rachelson. And cover credits go to Gil Kane. And inker is Bob Wycheck. Pretty cool cover on this one. You got Death Grip. (laughs) Big in the background, yeah. And he's uh, kind of going after Captain Marvel as he flies by and he's got some group of people in his fist. Short recap on this is the Energy Leech death grip takes 30 hostages and threatens to kill them if Captain Marvel doesn't find a cure for the villain's powers in 48 hours Ooh! race against time i love mm-hmm.
2: it so that certainly must
0: be the last one from the poll list. oh no jared it can't be <laughs> oh okay i told you pat's pull this we're stocking up
2: mm. you whipped it out and it's longer than normal
0: mm-hmm. right. Right. Not uh, not done am
2: not
0: done with the pull list if this goes <laughs> over the pull list he well, going if this goes over three hours we are gonna have gonna to gonna consult somebody <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 i get it. it was an erection joke i was slow <laughs>
0: Let's go ahead and go to All-Star Comics number 72. And this one's from D.C. I got cover date of May slash June 1978. It's on sale date was February 21st, 1978. Got a cover price of 35 cents. Editor is Joe Orlando. This is like a, would be like a lounge singer. You're thinking of Tony Orlando. Oh yeah, that's what i <laughs> <laughs> Title is a thorn by any other name. Writer is Paul Levitz. Penciler, Joe Staton. Inker, Bob Layton. Letterer is Ben Oda. ODA colorist is adrian roy cover credits go to penciler joe staton and anchor dick giordano so while the justice society tries to capture the thorn and save the life of wildcat whom she has poisoned the huntress faces her villainous namesake in the jsa headquarters building Ooh. Mm,
2: i remember that one i've read this one yeah. read this one nice and surely we're done now right yeah but no there is more <laughs> Oh no But wait, there's more. More. If you call now, we'll throw in one more comic in Tats Bowl. Tats Bowl is still going on.
0: (laughs) The next one is, it's Fantasy Quarterly number one, but in this one was ElfQuest number one. And that was by Warp Graphics. This came out in February 28th of 1978. Got a cover price of $1. Story in here was ElfQuest, Fire and Flight, and Doorways to the Gods. Cover credits go to artist Wendy Pinney. Uh, In this uh, original ElfQuest series, Cutter is the only youth who must prove his prowess as the new chief of the Wolf Riders. I was waiting for that. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Red Lance is captured (laughs) by the savage human tribe who inhabits the Holt Forest (laughs) and the Wolf Riders tribe of elves and underground trolls. These humans are worshippers of Gotara who demands a sacrifice from them. <laughs> before the elf can be sacrificed, Skywise and Cutter rescue him and admonish the tribal shaman. In a fury, the human set fire to the entire forest, forcing You're reading the wolf this whole thing, aren't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're just one more passage away.
3: <laughs> one more passage. Wrap the list. <laughs> Almost done.
0: Cutter, please with great mug. <laughs> <laughs> this page, but instead, of the tribe wanders down a long cave path until the end up in the wild desert. The trolls seal him and the wolf riders out of their cavern, abandoning the elves to their own fate. <laughs> all right, well, I think you guys truly enjoyed my pet's pull list. <laughs> uh, and guess what, boys? It's only going to get longer. No. <laughs> now that I've got you all warmed up and ready to go, why don't we... Gotta wake myself up. Sorry. Alright, I'm ready. I'm awake. Let's go. Now, before we get started with this episode's issues, let's take a quick podcast promo
5: break and we will be right back. Hey, everybody. Clinton Robinson here. I recently attempted to sneak into the Longbox Crusade headquarters basement to watch some of the Albrecht Brothers action movies while the crew was out at the Saturday matinee theater. Too bad I had a little mishap. And got stuck down here. With no movies to boot. However, there are pieces of Pat's old podcasting equipment and excellent Wi-Fi service. So I decided to pass the time watching online fan films and talking about them. What? You don't know what a fan film is? Well, there are these non-theatrical movies that people post online of already established characters and settings. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey now, just wait and see. Save all judgment for what happens when you listen to Fan Film Fridays, a new podcast found on the Longbox Crusade podcast feed.
0: Welcome back from the break. Now let's get into the first featured comic for this episode, Amazing Spider-Man number 180. The credits for this issue are always provided by Mike's amazing World of Comics website. Publisher is Marvel, got a cover date of May 1978, but it was on sale February 7th, 1978. Cover price of 35 cents. Editor is Len Wein and the writer is Len Wein. Penciler Ross Andrew and the inker
4: is oh. Mike. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Letter is Joseph Rosen. The Calumary Bad Colorist is Glennis Ween. You can read along with us in the reprints in Essential Spider-Man Volume 8 Trade Paperback. Spider-Man Family number six and Spider-Man a New Goblin trade paperback. Otherwise, you can also look it up on Marvel Unlimited. I have a Marvel Unlimited subscription pack.
4: Oh do you I do
2: have a Marvel Unlimited subscription it's pack. Handy and convenient. It is. Yeah.
1: Oh, Especially if you're a professional <laughs> podcaster of comic books, yeah, you probably want to get that.
4: Delvin, uh, uh,
1: As a matter of fact, if you don't have one, you're a straight up jackass.
4: <laughs>
1: jackass. Uh,
0: <wait. laughs> awesome conversation we're having. <laughs> anyway, cover credits go to penciler Ross Andrew and inker
4: Mike. Esparino.
0: speaking of that awesome cover let's go ahead and get a cover description by jared
2: i'm happy to do it the marvel comics logo has been duplicated this time around in black letters on a yellow background spidey is standing doubly proud in his yellow corner box The Amazing Spider-Man logo is white with red highlights, and you can count on the webs this time, too. I got it. (laughs) Um, Playing words. Yes. It's like, see what I'm doing? I do. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) I will proceed. The main action has our web slinger yanking the mask off of one green goblin just as his twin goblin is flying up behind them on a goblin glider, pumpkin bomb in hand. Spidey shouts at double volume, No, No, it's not possible. possible. You can't be the green goblin. goblin. The sneaking up goblin retorts. You're right, Webhead. He isn't the goblin. I am. A double-decker cover blurb informs us. This is it. The climax of the most sensational Spidey saga of all. Jason, you're on Spidey's surprised gasp. Got it. Pat, you're on Goblin's maniacal laugh. Mm -hmm. And Delvin, you are on the sound of the approaching glider. And action. Not bad, not bad. The glider sounded a little bit like an '89 Honda Civic, but aside from that, it was pretty good. Well, that means it's about you know 12 years ahead of its time, Jared. <laughs> Checkmate on that one, my friend. Checkmate on that. That was one of our better ones, man. That was good.
0: Yeah. Well, Jared, I want to tell you that was totally awesome, and I am doubly impressed on how you put that together.
3: Oh, thank and you, Jared. I wanted to tell you that that is totally awesome, and I am doubly impressed with <laughs> how you did that. <laughs> wait a minute, double wait
2: a minute, I was like, please stop saying words so I can remember what you said. Stop <laughs> words. I gotta get this joke out. I gotta get this joke out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, in case uh, the listening audience didn't get it, I mean, it was two goblins, <laughs> it was a lot of twin double two puns. Hopefully know. you got that by now. If you're not, you probably this is not the show for you.
0: <laughs> you see, there's one goblin. <laughs> there was two goblin and then another one showed up. And there was two of them. <laughs> this whole synopsis oh. has
1: been turning into a number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: well, that's what past poll is gonna do to you. It's gonna mess you up. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and get some quick clubber thoughts on this we'll start with Jason.
1: Well, there's a lot to like on this cover. I thought there was a pretty awesome teaser. You've got Spidey doing the unmasking in the back of the Green Goblin's head. Got the second Green Goblin coming in. What's cooler than one Green Goblin? Two Green Goblins. And I really like the background. It gives a sense of peril and menace of them being way up high. And then you got the smokestack, the incinerator. That's one of the first things I thought. It's like, oh, we've come full circle. We're back to the incinerator.
2: That's right, that's right. So, yeah, I enjoyed this one a lot. What would you think, Jared? I'm right there with you. I think the content of it was great. The balance of it's great. The background's great. The characters are great. The only thing that I was like, okay, you know, I don't know. It's like he's pulled off the mask and he's like, you're the goblin. Like, it's like a reveal, right? But those of us who are keeping up the story know exactly who that is. By the process of cornrow elimination. Well, I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So, I'm like, if it ain't got cornrows, <laughs> then, then it's damn sure got to be Barton Hamilton. But aside from that, artistically, it's great. The balance is great. Even the cover blurbs, you know, some people don't like them because they cover up art. They make it fun. It's just, this is mm-hmm. a very, a very standout cover to me. I like it a lot. And uh, Delvin. I mirror the thoughts
3: of Jason and Jarrett. I do like the color. I like how Spider-Man's colors kind of contrast, but they look very good against Green Goblins. I didn't even notice the uh, incinerator and smokestack until I just looked at it now. So it's a very accurate portrayal of what goes on in the cover, or excuse me, of the book inside, they did a very good job. What do you think, Pat?
0: I agree with everything you guys have said so far, that this is a really nice-looking cover. The colors pop as well, too. You know, just thinking about, we were teasing about the double, Goblins, but this also, like Jason said, goes back full circle again, where you have the double of Spider-Man. Oh,
2: that's that's right. Because he was cloned, Um, and that happened at the
0: smokestack. Not even deeper
2: than I was.
4: I'm just I have a question, who
0: who, who would like a smokestack? I mean, I you know, me. I'd like my pipes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for Delvin.
2: Yes. Uh, all joking aside, we know you didn't read it on Marvel Unlimited. How did you read this? Do you own this issue? I do own this issue, but <laughs> even though yeah. I do own this issue, and remember, I, I just got it at the con, and you were like, don't read it so we can have a reading rainbow. Oh, in. so this is one that you got at Heroes Con? I did. Oh, okay. Cool. I think Very you cool. picked up a good issue. You sure did. Oh.
0: Cool. All right. Well, I think with that, let's go ahead and get to some cover ratings. Just as a reminder for you newcomers out there to our 36th episode. Can you believe it? Can't believe it. Holy cow. It's a one through five cover rating system. Is is five. You loved it. It tickled your tummy feathers. (laughs) Four. You really liked it. (laughs) Three. You liked it. Mm -hmm. Two. You didn't like it. Mm. And one. You hated it. It ruffled Uh, your tummy. uh, feathers. (laughs) uh, uh, (laughs) <laughs> Let's go ahead and find out what Delvin thought of this one. It's a four.
1: Very good. Very, very good. Jason. I agree. It's a four, close to a five, but I've tried to figure out what I would hang on my wall. This would probably just doesn't quite make the cut for a wall hanging, but it's a darn good cover.
0: Pat. Let me ask you two, why a four? Why What? Why didn't it make the five?
1: Well, for me, it's, again, I think, you know, as we originally started this quest, we mm-hmm. talked about five means I'd go to Michael's, you know, I'd get one of those special comic book frames for it, and it mm-hmm. would hang on my wall. And I only have so much wall space, and there are some covers that I've seen that I liked better than this okay. one. Those would give it a five, but this one is really close. So that's why I landed on a four. And for me, it's a feel thing.
3: Just I wasn't going to rate it a three because it has Goblin on it. It's good cover. You know, Andrew and Esposito. It's just for some reason, you know, just a little small thing that didn't make me just automatically think five. So
0: went with four. Well, I'm going to tell you guys I gave it a five. <laughs> tickled my tummy feathers. And that's perfectly okay. I yeah, can I, I can understand I will, And I will just kind of wanted to say I'm like, well, why didn't the kids going with this one? This is it's what we've been waiting for. We
2: got a four.
0: Four. Right. Yeah,
2: man. It's a four solid.
0: Jared, what's it gonna be?
2: I had it at a five until you started attacking Jason Delvin, so I'm gonna go four.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> if Joe
0: November was here, he'd back me
4: up.
2: <laughs> Joe November. He couldn't handle being here. No, I'm not going to lie. I originally I had it as a five, too. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful cover. It's got Goblin. It's got Shocking Reveal, Smokestack. But I totally understand the four as well. I know that there are some more bold and iconic Spider-Man covers are going to deserve hard fives in the future. But this is like a Joe November moment where I am sitting at four point five and I'm going to tip it over to the five. I just really like it.
0: All right. Very cool. Very cool. So, well, you know what that means then? Two cool <laughs> guys two cool guys <laughs> making enough two cool guys making a five. Oh, and then we got two chumps. <laughs> man wow that's, just, that's for, a
2: one, for a one point off that was a big gap <laughs> i think that was uncalled
1: for <laughs> oh, oh. <sorry. laughs> two, two cloned cool guys <laughs> <Two> cloned,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's worse than what's worse than two cool guys two cloned
4: yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh we're gonna need your help out there in listener land please give us some feedback on is it a four or a five we're Let talking to you,
2: GLHG, because you're the yep. only one who ever tells us <laughs>
0: <laughs> tiebreaker, GL. We're gonna need that tiebreaker.
2: We well, got Tim f- Price, yeah. Dave Collins, yeah. You can send your vote in by battle wagon.
0: Mm-hmm. <coughs> It'll get here faster <laughs> and protected. Okay. Well, I think with that, let's go ahead and get to the synopsis. Delvin, take it away. Oh. Yeah, that's me. Let's go. While attending a demonstration in radiology, high school student Peter Parker. Was bitten by a spider which had accidentally been exposed to radioactive rays. Through a miracle of science, Peter soon found that he had gained the spider's powers and had, in effect, become a human spider, a Spider Man. Stanley presents The Amazing Spider Man. Spider
4: Man!
3: The title of this book is "Who Was That Goblin I Saw You With?" The book begins with Spider-Man, Green Goblin, and Silvermane in freefall, locked in Mortal Kombat. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I see where we're going. He goes to save himself, but Goblin hits him with a sonic boom. Yes, I know that Street Fighter. But,
1: uh, <laughs> you know, I
2: was almost ready to ask. I was like, just, I almost, I almost bounced all over that. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, Doug, go ahead. (laughs) Which knocks Spidey out, allowing Goblin to scoop him. Silvermane suffers a near-fatality because he hit the floor of the Radio City Music Hall hard. Goblin flies off Spidey. At the (laughs) Goblin Lair, a recently freed Harry Osborn is piping mad and wants some smoke. Yes, that's a Mortal Kombat character from Green Goblin, who imprisoned him. Off he goes to search for him. Oh yeah, Harry puts Green Goblin's digs on, too. Drama! Goblin takes Spidey back to a familiar spot to loyal listeners of the show, the incinerator factory where Pete dumped his clone. Uh, Ermac, that's more of a character too. Uh, Spidey wakes up <laughs> and the fight is on. He frees Goblin of his pouch and then they scrap man to man. Fight! Spidey gets the better of Goblin and unmasks him to find Barton Hamilton, who has a doozy of a story that goes back several issues. No pun here. That ish was ball. Then Harry Goblin shows up to fight Barden Goblin like Scorpion and Sub Zero. Get over here! Just about to lose that fight, Bart Goblin tries to detonate them all, but only succeeds in blowing himself away high in the incinerator. Toasty! Spidey <laughs> takes a confused Harry home, where to his surprise, Liz Osborne is there waiting for him. A happy ending ensues for all. Molina, Katana, Noob Saibot, and Liu Kang. Assume <laughs> I had something funny with those four. Back to you, Pat.
0: <laughs> oh, Delvin. <laughs> that was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was more of a street fighter kind of a guy, but or a, a Mortal Kombat kind of guy, but I wasn't. Don't worry. You never that. played Mortal Kombat? Oh, yeah. I'd get my butt kicked. Test. okay. I mean? At least you played. yeah. It won't
2: affect our friendship. Friendship? (laughs) 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 I got more of these. I'm a big Mortal Kombat guy.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, thank you, Delvin. That was really awesome. Let's go ahead and get to the bric-a-brac. Find out if it's a first read or a reread. Oh, here we go. Let's get fired up. Let's get fired up. Here we go. Well, I'm going to start with me, Pat. It's a first read for me, Pat. Jared.
2: First read.
0: Jason, it's
1: a reread of this <laughs> list, but a first read for the comic book. <laughs>
0: Delvin.
3: So I, I bought this at the Heroes Con, and you guys asked me to wait on reading it. And, and, and
2: and,
4: and, 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 I did. I waited. Ooh, Just for this moment. In the sky. I give my twice high. Take a look. It's, it's a, in a book. A reading, reading, reading! We did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I do too. I'm so happy. All right. Well that let's go into some high low or what the. We'll start with Jason. You got a high low or what the?
1: Well, I don't have too many lows with this book, so let me throw out a high. Let's tip our cap to Len Ween, who was like a master seamstress with this one. He's like, Betsy frickin' Ross just knitting (laughs) that flag together. He took all those plot threads. He left dangling like 20 issues ago and tied them all up. I thought it was an amazing feat of storytelling and a good story to tell, too. So from a macro perspective, what an awesome job concluding not just the story arc, but the plot threads that he left dangling several story arcs ago.
0: Right on. Yeah, totally agree. Delvin?
3: yeah, I'm going to continue on that. I was starting reading the book and I'm like, yep, this is still good. This all all right. Our action moving on. It's a pretty decent fight. And then he revealed that backstory and I'm like,
4: what?
3: <laughs> awesome. Okay. That one was so well done. I, I can't... I, I've been happy with this arc. I was nervous about it at first and absolute freaking home run. What a great job. What a great story. What a great ending. It was so well done. That's it. That's it. I mean, absolute high, highest of the dang high. What do you think, Jared? Did not read it.
4: (sighs) Finish him. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> haven't used that joke in a while I just had it found the perfect timing opportunity with the ranting and the raven but I'm going to get on the rant and rave train too toot, toot. <laughs> I'm going to be more specific with mine I really like the epilogue the happy ending gave me a warm feeling in my heart it made me so happy for Harry I just was so happy with that ending it just felt yeah. so good and I'm sure that's the last of his problems, too, That's right? it. Yeah, everything's going to be like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's
1: what I thought. Nothing bad will ever Fury. happen
2: again. But man, I really, really like the ending. It legitimately kind of warmed my heart. I was just enjoyed reading it with a smile on my face. Like, that's cool, man. So that's my high, the epilogue ending. Uh, back to you, Pat.
0: Well, I agree with you guys, too, on the story and just how this all came together. That is definitely one of my highs. Uh, another one is the goblin gadgets in this one. <laughs>
2: There wasn't a ghost trash bag, at least.
0: There was no, you know, no ghost trash bag. But Are you was all going to
2: hate other... me if I say I like that frog, that Sonic the frog? Sonic... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to hate you.
0: <laughs> well, I thought it was kind of cool. Let, well, let me ask you guys this. I'm going to tell you guys the goblin gadgets, and you tell me which one you liked. So we had the Sonic Toad. Liked we had it. The, the Electro Good. Bat.
2: That look like it might have been trademarked. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. The Moon Blade, I'm calling it. I, you didn't really yep. say anything, but it looked like a moon. That's kind of cool. He pulled I'm that away
3: mom. from nowhere. His pouch would have been thrown away, and then he still had gadgets.
0: Yeah. He must have had that down his pants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the
3: back of his prison pants wallet.
0: In the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so which one did you guys like, Jason?
1: I'm gonna go with the Sonic Frog. I mean, it took care of Spider-Man. That's saying something.
0: Sonic mm-hmm. Frog is horse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give some love to the Sonic Frog out there, people. <laughs>
2: Good band name though. I was gonna <laughs> say there's another good band name.
0: Jared? Which one do you like?
2: Uh I wasn't big on any of my I, I just cannot get into the vibe of the Goblin Gadgets. I guess my favorite one is the Electro Bat, but it feels like it was stolen from the Kate Crusaders utility belt. Cool. The Kate Crusader, Batman. Wrong universe, Jared. <laughs> wrong universe. Oh, my bad. I mean, can I vote for Laser Fingers? Where he's still oh, talking about. Yeah, I, yep, I forgot about those too. He laser lasers. fingers, and he's like, yeah. "These will incinerate you faster than any furnace." <laughs> I'm like. What? Oh, you fooling He's me. He's taking how many blasts of these fingers directly to his chest and face? I it, it to the heart in this one. I mean, these sparkly <laughs> fingers
0: don't do anything. I'm telling you all.
4: <laughs>
0: Both him and, and Barton were f- sparkly fingering each other.
4: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Man, oh, you usually so got to pay extra hell. for
2: that. <laughs> but i'm just saying it was in the car <laughs> yeah he oversold those fingers but i guess at the end of the day i'll go with electro bat i mean yeah i'm not passionate about any of it. i can't get on board i mean aside from pumpkin bomb pumpkin bomb is dope oh, pumpkin oh, bomb's pumpkin the bomb. Bombs. Bomb. that's the yeah. a plus yeah
0: right yeah that's, there. that's
2: your yeah that's the go-to but, uh, but
0: you only get that and you know come fall season <laughs> <that's>,
2: uh, <laughs> i don't think we got delvin's official vote yet so let's hear from
3: delvin i like that moon Boomerang. Yeah. Thing there. That was cool. I, I wonder where he got it from, though, since his pouch uh, was thrown away or thrown into the river, but looks
1: like he still had something up his sleeve. Mm.
0: I thought that one was cool as well. too. Let's go around and get to another round. Jason, you got a high, low, or what the?
1: I'll get a little more specific this time. There were a few panels in there where Terry is turning into the Green Goblin. He starts putting the uniform on. There's like a series of three panels, and I really enjoyed how the artist. You could see his expression changing and his voice changing the more he puts on the uniform. And by the time he has it fully donned, he's like yelling out his words and his facial expressions all scrunched up. And you could see the physical manifestation of Harry turning into the Green Goblin. I really like that.
0: That was definitely a cool scene. Delvin? The fights. Mm.
1: They packed a decent amount of fights in here.
3: They ended the fight with Spidey, Green Goblin, and Silvermane. Then you had Spidey versus Barton Hamilton, Green Goblin. Then you had Barton versus Harry, Green Goblin. Uh, there were some serious, intense, and personal fights in this issue. And th- they all were very good and uh, very well set up.
0: Silvermane falling and getting hurt like <laughs> that. Wow.
3: <laughs> he was like, "You gotta save me!" And Green Goblin was like, "No, you're done. <laughs> yeah, I came
0: here to kill you, man. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, kind of cold blooded too. I'm no man. I'm gonna let you fall, and that's what I came here to do.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, Mister Silvermane, I expect you to die." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and speaking of the fights, I really love that scene where he's fighting Hamilton, and Hamilton's just like wailing on him, and not even. Phase in Spider Man. Like, Spider Man's not even trying to dodge at this point. He's just taking those punches and just talking smack right to it. Like, I was like, you go, Spider Man.
0: <laughs> and then that fight between Hamilton and Burr.
2: Yes. Oh.
0: <laughs> oh. Man, that was awesome. Thank you, Pat. <laughs> well, Jared, how about you?
2: Jason stole mine with a cut ski too. So, you know, boo Jason. But, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, you're right. I like that when he's figured out that it's Hamilton. He just like one punches his right off that glider like <laughs> and then just takes the hits and then one punches him again. But since I'm on the Hamilton tip, I will jump over to when he re- reveals the backstory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the like childlike glee he has as he's first learning to use the uh, goblin glider <laughs> 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 out in his little shirt and tie. Because yeah. I was like, you know, at one hand it looks kind of silly, but on the other hand, I was like, I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> You know I what? take off the tie, though. That's a safety hazard.
0: what <laughs> <laughs> like practicing for the rodeo, the the riding, but riding a bull or something.
2: He just looks so happy riding that glider around. So I'm giving it up to Barton Hamilton for having a bold plan, for having the stones to go up against a superhero, and to have a little fun along the way flying around on the glider. So good try, Barton Hamilton. Plus he beat Q Branch to the exploding uh, pen, too. So he did. Good for did. him. What do you got, Pat?
0: Well, um, you guys kind of stole all my stuff. I, I had a cool <laughs> fight talking about Silvermane going down. So, yeah. I, I, all in all, this was just a really well drawn as well too. So the art in this just made it even better. I think along with the awesome storytelling that was oh, done. I can't both.
2: go wrong with Andrew and Esposito, my friend.
0: And then that kind of happy ending for Harry and somewhat for Peter, I guess. I guess yeah, they ended the story clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, They absolutely say, yep, we've wrapped everything up we need to tell here. So, bye. All right, (laughs) quiz team. What's the only dangling plot thread that we still have left? I was just going to ask that. Oh, do you know what it is? There was that um, guy who went to Aunt May's house. Yes, the guy who's dead set on buying Aunt May's house. We still don't know why.
0: Oh, yeah, we don't. And there's still the Jonah and Marla going on.
2: Oh, I don't think there's any more to that story. Nah. Pretty sure that's over. I don't know if I
1: trust you guys.
2: You <laughs> can
1: trust anybody. You can trust us.
2: Yeah, Double and I wouldn't steer you wrong. Nope.
0: Well. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, does anybody got anything else? I mean, oh, man.
2: Nope. Good art, good
1: wrap up, good fights. I love the splash page that wrapped it up at the end. I thought that was terrific. Yes, indeed. Very glad Mike Esposito came
3: back mm-hmm, for this no. book. Because Jared mentioned, I think it was two Chronicles ago, mm-hmm. just how he liked the book, liked the story, but wasn't putting down Mr. Mooney, but was just saying just Andrew's pencils look better with Esposito, than they do. Those two were a team for 40
2: years, and there's a reason for it. So, yeah, it was great that he was back. Heck yeah! Again, no slide on Mooney's a great anchor, but it's all a matter of fit.
1: Yeah, it's like you're used to peanut butter and your favorite kind of jelly, and then you know you get a good jelly, but it's not your favorite kind of jelly on the sandwich. It's yeah, you go to somebody else's house and they're like, "I
2: have apricot jelly," and you're You're
4: like, "All (laughs) right,
2: it's different, and I like it." But sometimes I put jelly on a lady.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, thinking about putting jelly on the lady, let's go ahead and. Get some silly spidey moments here.
2: <laughs> That's gotta be my favorite segue. <laughs> put some jelly on this lady.
0: Spread it Call around here. Uh, what's your silly spidey moment?
2: I was looking
3: because I didn't think there were many in the book, but there was one when Barton's doing his whole storytelling where he's looking in the mirror and Green Goblin's looking back at him like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
4: how
2: you doing there?" <laughs> You're like looking a, good, like a, it looked hey, like a, God, a Weight dude. Watchers commercial.
0: <laughs> a jerk?
2: You know, I got to go with that Sonic Frog. <laughs> when he threw that out there, I was just like, okay, what was that? Page two? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, here we go. Goblin battle, fall from the ceiling. And he said, what? going to dispose of him now with the Sonic Toad. And then body's like, I'm blacking out. <laughs> I <was> like, what? <laughs> Damn die. it. Between that and the ghost trash bag, I don't I don't know what. <laughs> that thing is just... Those hefty cinch sacks are <laughs> strong, man. Like, what is going on with these gadgets? So, I don't know, man. Uh, you guys already know about it because I posted on Twitter, but I just had to laugh. Sonic Toad. We got to give credit to Tim Price because
3: he showed that that is kind of a staple of Spidey history. Yeah. my, no, Mike- I have him <laughs> muted, so what did he say? <laughs> From issue 17 of Amazing Spider-Man, then, even though Green Goblin was yet to be revealed, Norman Osborn used a sonic frog, which had a similar effect.
2: Oh, well, okay. To that, I say two things. Okay, that is interesting and good continuity. And the second thing is no one likes to show off Tim Price. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Timmy. I like the Sonic Frog. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll give it up for continuity, but I can still laugh at it when I see it come out. Oh, yeah. Sure can. Joey, it's a good gadget. Well, what about you, Pat? What had you cracking up? Going to go with the
0: chuckles. There was a chuckles. There was a chuckles, yeah. So uh, that, that got me again as, oh, chuckles. So I laughed at it. Just as, <laughs> just as uh, he was about to throw a Spider-Man in there, Spider-Man leaps off of him into the, the fiery pit. Spider Man leaps off of him and says, Which is more than I can say for you, chuckles. Chuckles. <laughs> ah, good old chuckles. <laughs> Cat loves his chuckles. Yep. Jason, what's your silly Spidey moment?
2: Pew pew, laser fingers. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> tried to oversell them.
4: I know. <laughs> I'm going <gonna laughs> to you with these.
1: I have a feel that somebody like the tinker or somebody like oversold these lasers. <laughs> like <laughs> these are supposed to be incinerating people. Actually, he could just take those gloves off. I mean, those gloves look hot. You know, he'd so be more comfortable. Yeah, and just go right to the pumpkin bomb in his fist, and yes. you he'd be all right.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Laser fingers. All right, well, let's go ahead and laser this one down and etch in what we want for a rating on this one. Just a reminder for this rating, it's a one through five. Five is you loved it. It tickled your tummy feathers. Four, you really liked it. Three, you liked it. Two, you didn't like it. And one, you hated it. It ruffled your tummy feathers. Jason.
1: You know what? I'm wrapping it up with a five. This one had me gripped all the way through. Great ending. Awesome. Delvin? i going to match that five. I
3: started with a five on this and said, I'm going to continue to give this a five as long as it continued to kick butt. And it continued to kick butt. And I believe my um, LTSD, my, my Lens Traumatic Stress Disorder, has been lifted and washed
1: away.
2: Oh, he's forgiven him for the ghost of Hammerhead. (laughs) I have moved
1: on. (laughs) He has (laughs) redeemed himself from the ghost of Hammerhead. Yes. This is better than a lot of comics today. This was well verified. Well conceived, well executed.
3: Fantastic story. Could not ask for a better story. The art was great. The suspense was high. I can't be more complimentary of this whole entire arc and how it wrapped up and told previous storylines because that used to be big complaint of my own Lynn is that he just seemed to disregard continuity. At least he remembered his own and the stories he was telling. So again, just nothing but high marks.
1: Great and apparently story. remembered
3: the
2: Sonic Toad too, so. <laughs> That's true. Damn it.
0: <laughs> Jerk?
2: Well, before I reveal my score, I want to introduce you to a new segment of the show called Spidey's Under Fire. I'm going <laughs> to ask a trivia question to the group. Oh, So who was playing at Radio City Music Hall? The Rockets. That's incorrect, Delvin. You, you're and incorrect, you? Delvin. <laughs> wait. Tony, no,
1: wait, Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony.
2: <laughs> Tony even, even before uh, before you, it was uh, Linda Rodstadt. She was playing uh, at Radio oh. City Music Hall. The bottom line is, you guys are no good. You're no good. You're no good. You're no
4: good.
2: <laughs> and on that note, I've given this thing a five. It was great ending. Love the action. Love the epilogue. Love the art. Perfect ending to a really solid story
0: art. Pat! All right, well, I'm going to just say this. Everybody get up. Now. Hey! One, two, three, four. I'm going to make you get down now. Get on up. You got the five. five. Yes. Full five. five. I'm so excited about this, reading that whole series through there. That was particular story arc, it was awesome. I'm yeah, just... I
3: just I remember being down on Spidey just for a while, and I hated that I was. And now, like, this arc comes and just good feelings all around. Just what a great job.
0: I'm looking forward to the next issue to see where we go from here.
1: I don't know. It said Rocket Racer, and I'm like... <laughs> That was, that was one of my lows. We didn't get to. I was like, "That's really the only thing." You're gonna finish this off with a tease, Rocket
2: Racer. It's the leave Rocket Racer alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like, oh, did you enjoy this five issue masterpiece? Well, hang on to
2: your butts. It's Rocket Racer time. It's oh, Rocket yeah. Racer and the Wisp. <laughs> Rocket Racer teams with the Will of the Wisp. It was a plot and- masterminded by Stegrod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. I'd be all in on that except for the Willow the Whiz part.
0: <laughs> it's a summer spectacular. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I got to admit, because as we've been doing this and I haven't really read Spidey, I was kind of like, you know, some of these are OK, but I, it kind of validated why I wasn't reading it at the time. Then I read this arc and I was like, man, I should have been reading this. This is really good.
0: Totally agree. All right. I think, well, with that, that's going to bring this part to an end. You got a comment or question? Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook page. We will be right back. Uh, I don't
6: know. Modern day comics just don't seem to have the magic the older ones did. I wish I could go back to those days. What the... Wait, you're me, but, but I'm me. How is this possible? I'm you, from the future. What happens to my voice? Oh, well, uh, actually, I kind of was eating peanuts before I came back, and uh, one of them went down the wrong tube. I'm still trying to get it out, actually. <coughs> Nothing. Well, still, the future must be terrible. I mean, your hair's half burnt off. Oh, well, actually, I tripped and fell over the stove. What about the scar on your face? It's a paper cut. And the eye patch? I was looking through a telescope and accidentally pointed at the sun. Look, I have a reason for being here. I built a time machine so you can go back to the past and check out the comics of yesteryear. I figure you'll either enjoy the good old days, or you'll gain an appreciation for the current comics. Maybe both. Can I bring some friends with me? Sure, but only one at a time. Well, there you have it. Join me, Mike Staley, and an assortment of co-hosts as we look over the world of DC Comics from half a century ago in my new monthly podcast, DC 50 Years Ago. Who are you talking to? Uh, Don't worry about it. Just check out DC 50 Years Ago on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called, and at dc50yearsago.podomatic.com. Seriously, who are you talking to?
0: Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the second featured comic for this episode, which is determined by the Crusader Club members. Club members get a vote on this segment using the online polling only available on the Longbox Crusade page at patreon.com. As always, we want to thank our Crusader Club members for voting to help determine the programming of this show. If you want to get in on the voting and all of our other amazing benefits of being a Crusader Club member, just head on over to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. You can join for as little as $1 per month and help determine what each episode's second feature will be. For this episode, the Crusader Club members tied.
4: <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. We did have a tie. We did have a tie. You know what? If you don't want it to be a tie, all you got to do is go to patreon.com. Whip well, out a sure. dollar. Whip that dollar out, and you could be the deciding factor between what was it that didn't quite make it? Was It, Men, it was Men of War, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, because we had X-Men, Men of War, and Star Wars, I think. And I think
2: Men of War ended up tying with Star Wars. And Pat, what did you decide?
1: I think I made the decision because I own uh, a little thing called the Marvel Unlimited.
2: Oh, app. yeah. I also am on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very useful in these situations because I could read this. I think it's only oh.
2: like $5 a month, too.
1: It's a little more expensive than being a Patreon member, but, but it's, <laughs> worth, it's it. worth it. Hey, as Jason said,
0: it was chosen by Jason then to go with that because that's something he had.
2: Do you blame this on Jason? Because I'm lazy, basically, and I didn't <laughs> want to find them in a war <laughs> issue plus pat loves uh what what's the comic we're covering pat star wars
4: <laughs>
0: yeah. Treetop top tommy was nagging me the whole time too well let's go ahead and get into star wars number 11 credits again are provided by mike's amazing world of comics publisher was marvel got a cover date of may 1978 with an on sale date of february 7th 1978 Cover price is 35 cents. Editor is Archie Goodwin, and the writer is Archie Goodwin. So we got a double header with editor and writer. Penciler is Carmine Infantino. Inker is Terry Austin. Letterer is Joseph Rosen and colorist Janice Cohen. You can read along with us as it's reprinted in Marvel Unlimited.
2: Really?
1: Is <laughs> it? I did not know. That.
0: Hmm. Cool. <laughs> Cover credits go to penciler Gil Kane and inker Tony Dizaniga. So let's go ahead and get some cover description for this from Jared. I got you covered.
4: (laughs) Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
2: The Marvel Comics logo is white letters on a black background. And Bama fan Luke Skywalker is standing in the corner box with his mullet and his red lightsaber. (laughs) (laughs) On a blue and purple background. I don't have any puns for this one, so let's get going. The Star Wars logo is white with blue highlights and the main action is a scene of great peril. Luke, R2, and 3PO are on a body of water and their ship is currently sinking. To make matters worse, they're all being attacked by some kind of a huge sea serpent. Luke blasts the serpent point-blank in the face with his blaster while proclaiming R2-3PO into the ship. My blaster's not stopping this thing. 3PO responds, But Master Luke,
1: the ship is sinking.
2: A cover blurb tells us that this issue, the fate of Luke Skywalker. Jason, you are on the concern sounds of R2-D2. Pat, you are on ocean sounds. And Delvin, you get that laser blast. And go! (laughs) Not (laughs) that? (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot of whistling a lot of fuse, but i think it all worked out pretty well pat let me hear the motion sound solo <laughs> no, no, not bad. those aren't bad
4: yeah yeah
0: i try
2: <laughs> and there you have it
0: very cool very good thank you very much let's get into some quick cover thoughts let's we'll start jason
1: i think that there's a lot of action and menace on the cover it makes me want to open up the comic and see what's inside It's got Luke, it's got C-3PO, it's got R2-D2, so three main characters. couple criticisms. I think the detail could have been a little bit better. I'm thinking this is kind of the same time period as the Conan covers that I'm familiar with, which I sort of kind of compare these two. And the Conan covers are way better. Just more details on the monsters, more details on the anatomy. C-3PO and R2-D2 look kind of hastily sketched. And as a pet peeve, I hated it when I was a kid, and it still bothers me when they have C-3PO in these kind of poses that he doesn't get into while on the screen. If that Mm -hmm. makes sense, it looks like an
2: unnatural pose for him. Right. He he actually just cannot bend like that. Right, right. In the movies, right. I got you.
1: Yeah, so that bothered me. Oh, the one other, like, I like the backdrop of the water, I think is really kind of cool, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So those are my thoughts. What do you think, Delvin? I think it's telling for the book that they went with this
3: action scene here.
4: <laughs>
3: because, you know, well, I'll, I'll get into that later. So uh, I know where we're going with this. <laughs> yeah, you do. The snake creature thing, I think, is pretty cool looking. It does look menacing. It's more menacing than the cloud riders.
4: Ooh. <laughs> Watch out.
3: <laughs> Ooh. So that part of it was cool, and if this were the main thing that were to happen in the book, then it would be a very good lead-in to the book, and that's a good place to stop. What do you think, Jared?
2: I uh, agree with both of you guys. I think it's a good serviceable cover. I mean, it's Gil Kane. He's got good dynamic action going on. Sea Serpent looks cool. I like the scale effects on his side. Uh, but it's nothing to write home about, but it still is a good cover for like the old spinner rack, kind of an attention grabber. Ooh, there's peril, there's action, there's Luke, there's a blaster, there's the droids, and a scary sea serpent. I'd pick it up.
0: What do you think, Pat? I agree with you too. I'd pick it up out of the racks as well too. I like that sea serpent is really kind of scary looking. And of course you put Luke on the cover, you know, that's definitely going to be a, a grab. But other than that, I you know, definitely good drawn by Gil Kane as well too colors are decent on it for me with that i think let's go ahead and get some cover ratings on just a reminder for this one it's a one through five as well and five is you loved it it choked your insolent coworker. four you really liked it three you liked it two you didn't like it and one you hated it it millennium falcon sucked (laughs) i'm bringing that back so let's find out what it did for delvin
3: Right in the middle. It's a three. I do like the colors. I do like the snake creature that uh, that they're fighting. It does look like they're in peril. Let's go
2: with Jared. Let's keep the three train rolling. I think it's right down the middle of the road, which makes me a little sad because it's Gil Kane and I know his full potential. But again, he's still feeling out kind of a new universe. So I'll cut him some slack and we'll go with that three. Jason. I'm going to
1: jump aboard the three train. I feel exactly like you two did. It's kind of middle of the road. Pat.
0: Well, you guys are out there on three island. Oh, no. we had a threes it, company. No, I'm sorry, boys. I'm gonna give this one a four. I really liked it. Yeah. Right. I just I know, it's telling me, hey Pat, come and read me. You got loop Skywalker in
3: I mean, I kinda have a counter argument. Did it? Is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> man, what the cover made me think that,
1: <laughs> Okay. The old trickaro. <laughs> I will say if seven-year-old Jason picked this off the shelf because of that cover, took it home and started reading it, I'd be like, Where the F is this sea
2: creature, man? Oh, man? 42-year-old Jared Redden was like, Where the
0: F is the sea creature? <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, well, before
0: we give it away, let's get into synopsis then. All right. All right, I got it here. Long ago in a galaxy far, far away, there exists a state of cosmic civil war. A brave alliance of underground freedom fighters has challenged the tyranny of the oppression of the awesome Galactic Empire. This is their story. Stanley presents Star Wars, the greatest space fantasy of all.
1: the title of this one was Star Search. Han Solo and Chewie are back aboard the Millennium Falcon after their last adventure. They have little time to relax, however, when they are intercepted by space pirate Crimson Jack. Realizing that he is outnumbered and outgunned, Han allows the Falcon to be brought aboard the pirate cruiser, confident that his cunning wits as a con artist can save the day. Han is no sooner hatched a scheme, however, when he is shocked to discover that Crimson Jack has captured Princess Leia. Revising his plan and working with the princess, the two rebels quickly devise a scheme to convince Jack that there is a large treasure located in the system where Leia was originally going to search for the disappeared Luke Skywalker. With their tenuous scheme in place, Han, Chewie, and Leia, along with Crimson Jack and his crew, hurtle towards Luke's last known location and uncertain dangers. Meanwhile, Luke, C-3PO, and R2-D2 find themselves in their sinking starship in the middle of an unknown ocean and about to be devoured by a ferocious sea creature. With his blaster having no effect on the beast, Luke and the droids retreat back into the sinking ship, where some quick thinking by R2-D2 saves the day. Using one of the ship's escape pods, Luke and the two droids escape underwater and are able to avoid being devoured by the monster. More mysteries soon arise, however, as Luke spots other creatures ridden by equally murderous humanoid riders approaching from the distance. Are the mysterious riders friends or foes? Will Han and Leia continue to be able to con Crimson Jack? Will the rebels escape the moon of Gavin before the Empire's inevitable return? Is there enough ice on Jack's ship to reduce the swelling in Han's jaw after his stolen kiss with the princess? All will be revealed.
4: Ooh.
1: I hope we it did. all be, I'm guessing
0: all will be revealed. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, every time I heard Crimson Jack, it couldn't remind me of Captain Jack. Get your pie tonight. <laughs> Take it to
1: that
2: special island. Yeah. Jared, what are they talking about? I believe they're doing a Billy Joel thing. Yeah, we oh, are yeah. doing a Billy Joel <laughs> thing. Get your pie tonight. Ooh, I nailed that.
0: Oh, speaking about nailing it, let's go get to some bric-a-brac. Is it a first read or a reread? Jared, I think it's an inconsequential first read for me. Okay, it's
2: a first read for me as well. Oh, Hmm. Jason's the only one left to screw this up. No, this is a first read for me. Don't do it, Delvin.
3: Oh, which I can't even say reread with a straight. No, (laughs) (laughs) it is a first read for me.
2: Double rainbows,
0: rainbow. It's a reading
4: rainbow, reading rainbow, reading rainbow. -rainbow. (laughs)
0: Man, well, I'm so high off of that. All right, to some high bows, and what does? We'll start with Jared. Ooh, you got a high, low, or uh, uh, dare I ask a what the?
2: Oh, I tell you, I'm going to have to probably steal everybody's low, which is where's the damn sea serpent? <laughs> <laughs> I was all crimson jacked up for that sea serpent. And then I'm like, okay, more Han Solo, more Han Solo, <laughs> more Han Solo. <laughs> I don't care. Where's the sea serpent? I don't care. Where's the sea serpent? <laughs> Just as I'm running out of pages, the sea serpent finally shows up. And what do I get? Four pages of Sea Serpent. <laughs> four quality pages, though. I, I wasn't terribly interested in the Han Solo arc, but the Sea Serpent thing, I'm all on board for. But hey, guys, I finished
0: the comic. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you made it through. You made it,
4: uh, it It's <laughs> at least a two. It's at
2: least a two. <laughs> you guys know it's two or higher at this point. Uh, ooh. I know, right? Everybody get excited. And I will pass it to my brother, Jason. I'll start off with a... I guess it's a low. The art seemed to be a little inconsistent in this book. There
1: were some panels that had some good detail and I was like, oh, that's pretty sharp. And then some, like there were some exterior shots of the Falcon where I was like, come on, man, you know, you got to treat this with a little more respect. So I'd say low was kind of inconsistent art
0: throughout the book. Well, on here, if you actually look at the first page of this says the artist is Infantino and a Terry Austin. So maybe I don't know if that means Terry Austin drew some of this as well.
1: I thought it meant Infantino drew it and Austin inked it.
3: That's what I would take it as, particularly because anytime I've seen Terry Austin in a book, he's been an inker. Okay. Yes,
2: I have seen that? Terry Austin do some actual by himself Star Wars art before, and I see a very heavy Terry Austin hand in these drawings pure speculation here, but I get the feeling that Infantino might have done rough layouts and Terry Austin did a lot of finishes. I'm guessing, but I'm getting that vibe. I mean, what are you, Jared? Some kind of artist? Yeah. <laughs> I try. I mean, it's yard sale art. It's not like, you know, retail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're not even talking dollar store at this point.
2: But <laughs> Like, way back, Pat, when you and I started the crusade, yeah, we were looking at Star Wars, and we had an issue where there's some pinups in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Terry Austin did one of the pinups all by himself. Nobody's mm-hmm. pencils, just him. And la- a lot of that art, especially when I look at like Princess Leia's face and, oh, and yeah. stuff, looked Terry Austin to me. So, yeah, she I don't has know. a real resting <laughs> face going on. <laughs> <in that bar>.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, yeah, who knows? But, yeah, I, I agree with Jason. It was an inconsistent look for the Falcon, for the Wookiee. Yeah, the Chewie's still coming into his... He's hard to draw, you know, it's hard to pull
0: off. That's a yes in, in Wookiee.
2: I, I heard it, yeah. Uh, in
0: <laughs> I didn't understand it. No.
3: <laughs> I'm talking about the whole book, not just
2: <laughs> where's the sea
4: serpent?
3: <sighs> anyway, that's me. Who's next? Me, it's All me. Right. I feel the need to put a high in here so I'm not completely like you know, negative or anything. I continue to enjoy reading about Princess Leia. I will probably enjoy reading her more once they get past the gross I might be in love with my brother thing because I I can't even look at the possibility of that without being like, ugh. uh." (laughs)
2: It's like Joe Dirt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your
3: sister. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah. So I have continued to enjoy Leia and how she is absolutely tough and someone you would want on your team. And I'll add that while it's clear that even though he doesn't want to admit it, Han Solo has a soft spot for the Rebel crew. Leia absolutely alone would be worth coming back for because she just seems indispensable at this point. Very good.
0: Pat? I kind of give a high here uh, that I liked. I like this Crimson Jack kind of guy. He's kind of interesting guy. I mean, he owns his own big Star Destroyer, but that how's that he? Sound, that sounds important. It does. I mean, it's a big ship.
2: <laughs> he also went to the Flash Gordon School of Fashion. Yes. That's what
0: uh, I <laughs> get to.
1: Yes. I, I put it here. Jolly, maybe from Mongo, judging from her lack of pants.
0: <laughs> Crimson Jack. Crimson Jack ain't wearing no pants neither you, oh, you' probably haven't figured out the heating system on the- <laughs>
1: you ain't part of those crew? Take those pants off.
0: <laughs> ah, it's cold in here. No,
3: you take your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> we're pirates <laughs> you'll acclimate faster.
1: <laughs> you know, I could be a part of Crimson Jack's crew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you could I think you could be a second meat pirate. weird, yep. <laughs> Uh, but i I found him interesting but i do agree with you guys too what's happening with luke Mm. i want to know more about that story what's going on here you know and i think we will we'll get to more stuff it's starting to turn a little bit maybe i can see Mm -hmm. yeah i feel it too man i finished the book (laughs) yeah Um, yeah (laughs) let's go one more jason you got another high or low or what the
1: go with the high this time since i kind of picked on it with my opening salvo I like seeing Han use his wits in that scene. I know there wasn't a lot of action except for Chewie getting shot while Han came up with his plan. (laughs) But I thought it did show like some actually some good teamwork between Chewie buying him some time, Han coming up with this kind of hasty scheme, and then Leia, to her credit picking up right there and jumping aboard. So they were able to at least avert instant death, and they have a tenuous plan going forward. And I'm interested to see how it turns out. And that's all I have to say about that. Delvin? So
3: this book shared something in common with Seinfeld. Wasn't really about anything. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little bit of wheel spinning going on here. (laughs) Oh, geez, yes. I'm sitting there flipping through the book like... So, this is Star Wars. Any action going to happen? Going to do something action-y? That would be nice. I would appreciate it. <laughs> and it's almost like they put the bit in the end as an apology because, ugh, the book was kind of a drag to read. Even by the time it even got to The Serpent, I was like, "Okay, well, at least something's happening here. But like the whole splash ending was like, oh, and there's another snake with a rider. So you're not the least bit curious. No, (laughs) I'm not. I don't know. It just that's not even a cliffhanger
2: to me. I mean, I'm a little curious about who the people are that ride these serpents. You know, I mean,
3: you you would be. You, you, you're part of the guidance system, <laughs> man.
2: I got promoted to level three programmer.
0: <laughs> Pat, you know, I I am interested in a little bit of you know where this is going to take you, what that rider is, and who is going to come and help Luke, C-3PO, and R2 get off of that watery planet all they were in that escape pod so somebody's got to help them yep
1: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i mean there are a lot of things that are going on and and in my mind the big question is are they going to be able to find a base that they can go to before the Empire comes and finishes them off on Yavin. You've got Han kind of off doing his own thing. Now he's come back into the fold to some degree. Yeah. They're stuck with this pirate guy for better or for worse as they're trying to find what happened to Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker's stuck on this in the middle of the ocean on this unknown planet. So there are a lot of things going on that have
0: my interest. I guess I'm kind of finding it interesting, at least for me, because going through some of these I know, you know where empire begins. So it's all yeah, the exactly stories in between that you're like, oh, what's going on? And you know when they had this free reign to do what they want to do with it, what are they going to do with it before they have to start reeling it back in to kind of get in line with empire? So I'm kind of looking to see where that comes into these stories. What issues start to come into that way?
1: Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Me yeah. too. We like it. Pat and I like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who's, who's who's left? That's me.
2: I'm just going to do a quick agreement with Delvin. I feel like even if they move the Sea Serpent stuff to the front, then I might not have finished this issue. (laughs) 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 That Han Solo stuff did wear on me. But even though we picked on the art a little earlier on, I just want to say that I thought the art really got significantly better when the Sea Serpent showed up. Uh-huh. Those last yeah. four pages look really good. There's a higher level of detail.
1: I really like the
2: interior of
1: the sinking ship. I, think yes. that, yeah. I thought the, that was really well done. And that's why I was like, "Just it was just inconsistent. It wasn't bad. Yes. It was just inconsistent.
3: I didn't mind the artwork in the book uh, at all. I should have looked more for the inconsistencies, but overall looking at it, I
2: thought it was pretty good. I definitely think it picked up when the Sea Serpent scene got there. Maybe they did that at a separate time. I don't know. But I will end this with a note of hope. I think Archie Goodwin's going to end up writing a lot of these, and I know they're getting better. I'm currently, as you guys know, and as our listeners will now know, I'm currently reading the uh, UK Star Wars omnibus, because there were certain Star Wars that were only printed in the UK. Okay. And I'm going through the an Archie Goodwin story in there that's excellent. But just as an interesting, perhaps interesting side note of trivia, in the UK, they published it. As part of a bigger magazine, I think it was called Pizzazz or something like that. So it's only three pages at a time. Oh, So he's writing these really impactful three page arcs and reading them in that way is more fun than what we're doing now. So I guess in summary, what I'm saying is right now we're having a bit of a pacing problem, especially compared to what I'm reading in the British versions that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and i think if we can fix that pacing problem and tweak up the art we're going to be on to something and as pat and i know from past crusades where we've read deeper in the storyline that there's going to be some some more fun stuff coming
0: yeah definitely well i think with that why don't we go on to see who had the force for this issue jason yeah. who's got the force
1: I had to give it to R2-D2 in the end. I think his creative uh, strategy of getting them away from the sinking ship and away from the monster probably saved his life and C-3PO's life and Luke Skywalker's life. So I'm
2: awarding my Who's Got the Force Award to R2-D2. You know, that little robot pays off in the film franchise like that a lot, too, doesn't he? He's always Mm kind of that problem solver when they need one. Yeah, like problem eliminator. Yeah, (laughs) Delvin. (laughs) Uh, Loving you more and more, man. Delvin, who's got the force? I like Leia
3: and how she is always thinking and how she's always on her feet. So I'll tie it between Leia and Solo because she was going to look for Luke, but she got caught. She saw Solo and immediately started hatching a plan of how to further her agenda of finding out what Luke is doing to help out. And she put it out there and was hoping that Han Solo caught on to it and Han Solo immediately did. So it's kind of a tie between both.
0: I'm going to go with you with Leia. That would be my choice. I like how she then gave Han his little moment there as they discussed it and then just sold it by giving him the knee to the head. (laughs) She did. And then, oh, wah, wah. then crimson jack really bought into the story then jared who had the force
2: i was leaning towards leia but she was looking for luke in all the wrong places <laughs> 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 Wait, all episode to do that joke <laughs> but ultimately i'm giving it to chewbacca man he took three laser blasts to the chest yeah that that was badly <laughs> without even singeing his fur
0: they must have had the rocket set to sparkly finger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: got their, they got their laser lasers from Osborne Industries.
2: <laughs> it's fairly, well, hugely inconsistent with the Star Wars universe. I mean, you shoot a Wookiee in the chest, of the laser beam is going to be a hole in his Wookiee chest. But, you know, it's the comic. The universe is in its infancy. And the fact that he took those blasted chests to buy it Han that time. He's always been a good friend and partner to Han Solo. So. Thumbs up, Chewbacca. You've got the force.
0: They did say they set the lasers down to lower. You
2: what? know what? You're right. They did. They did. Because they, they were going to, like,
0: use it to be torturous
2: or something. Yeah. Like yeah to, yeah. like, burn them. Good point. Good point, Pat.
0: All right. Well, with that, let's get into some ratings for this issue. And uh, kind of, I think everybody can tell where something we're going to have a
2: smattering of
0: ratings. <laughs> yeah. <we could. laughs> Just a reminder for the rating. It's a one through five. Five is you loved it. It choked out your insolent coworker. Four, you really liked it. Three, you liked it. Two, you didn't like it at all. And one, you hated it. It Millennium Falcon sucked. (laughs) So, Delvin. Give it a two. Oh, okay.
3: Joe November or something, something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm teetering and I'm like, so between that like and didn't like. And there were just long stretches of it where. I was just kind of waiting for the book to be over. That was due to hopefully what's a setup to a good story. But for this part of it, it not, it wasn't filler, but I, I just didn't really like how it was presented. Not too much happened and it kind of bored me a little bit.
2: Jason.
1: Well, I'll bump it up to a three, uh, but solely because I'm very familiar with the characters and I thought the characters all behaved like in continuity. So it did get my interest a little bit more. Just a teaser, mix and mash coming up here. You know, if I was to read a Transformers comic, something that I'm not as familiar with, and it had a story like this, I probably would have given it a two as well. But just because I, I know the characters and I'm steeped in Star Wars lore, that bumps it up to a three for me. Jared, what do you think?
2: Well, the good news is I finished it, so it's not getting to one, <laughs> which I think was my last. The last Star Wars we did, I gave it one, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, we're going to take that score. We're going to double it. Ooh, it's get the two, boys. Whoa, oh. Easy there. Um, Jared, slowly we'll moving, moving, we'll moving up. Delvin's spot my ratings now, <laughs> uh, but I know two for the same reasons as Delvin. I think we're on a better path. I mean, to say I didn't like it is a little strong, but it just not so much a two, but it doesn't quite deserve a three. I think that's what Delvin was saying as well. Just yeah. a little too sloggy in that whole pirate
0: section to the point where I was like, OK, let's move along. Are you wanting some more Star Warsy kind of stuff, right? From what you know, more things. Yes.
2: I'm willing to expand into other things. Like I didn't turn on Captain Jack and the pirates here like I did on yeah. some of the characters in the last issue we read, but you just can't hover with them for so long. I mean, he hovered with them for like 16, 18 pages. And it did like, get a little long. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Uh, maybe if they'd broken that up with a little bit of Luke, you know, five or six yeah. pages and then some yeah. Luke and then five or six pages and then some Luke, maybe that would have gone better, but and maybe I'm getting a little spoiled by these really cool little three pages at a time. Archie Goodwins I'm reading in the UK book. So I just want that kind of pace to come to this book.
0: I hear you. I'm going to give this a three. I'll be with Jason on this one as well.
2: Two cool you guys. guys two cool guys. Two guys. <laughs> And ironically, the two clone cool guys joke still works in this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy. So we are definitely at a double tie here for this episode. So we're going to need some help out there in this and land again. So if you agree with two cool guys from space, <laughs> that's me and Jason. And then two clone chumps.
2: are <laughs> clone chumps.
0: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to come up. You can come up with your own name then.
2: Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't think Dumb's even paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> what? what, what? <laughs> I was trying to figure out who's riding that serpent.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holding
2: my breath
1: to the next issue.
4: Was. It's over.
1: <laughs> That's the thing with comic books. There's always the next issue. There's always the next issue. Yeah,
0: definitely. All right. Well, let us know. Help us break that tie. And that's going to bring us to an end of this part of the show. You got a comment or a question? Send us an email at contact at or make a comment on the Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook page. We will be right back. Good afternoon, Mr. President. Sorry I've been away so long. I won't let you down again. It's finally
1: here. Coming to the Fire and Water Podcast Network. General,
5: would you care to step outside?
1: It's Superman 2 Movie Minute. Chris Franklin and Rob Kelly are back to discuss 1980's Superman 2, five minutes at a time.
5: Superman faces his toughest
1: challenge when he squares off against Lex Luthor and three villains from the planet Krypton. Superman 2 Movie Minute, proud member of the Fire & Water Podcast Network. Man, this is
2: going to be good.
3: Welcome back from the break. Now, let's get to the feedback part of the show where we share your comments, emails, questions, likes, and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. We are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members.
4: Woo woo, woo! woo! Woo!
3: These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from Jared's online store I got through this issue. Dot, no, no. Dot that that <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Not Star Wars, the yard sale artist, early access to special long box episodes, voting to help determine show content, a quarterly newsletter, and so much more. So these are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. Bob Buster, Braxton Underwood, David Collins, Gene Hendricks, I the Collector, Ivor Evans, Joe Thomas, John and Maggie, Maxwell Traver, Miranda W. Paul Hicks, Reggie Hancock, Rick of Jeff and Rick Present, Ronald Wynn, Ross McShow, Samantha Maney, Sean Urbansky, Steve Cronin, him, and Toronto Cop. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance. For Least, so, if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. As a reminder, you can become a Crusaders Club member by heading over to patreon.com and searching for Long Box Crusade for as little as $1 a month. One. No. Yes. No, not even double one. Mm -hmm. You'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Don't have any extra scratch lying around, but still want to help us out here at Longbox Crusade headquarters. Please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you just want to keep it short with star ratings five, of course, it helps raise the profile of the show and we will share your review on the next show. Let's go to social media, likes, shares, and retweets, talking about Crusader Chronicles episode 34 from December 1977. That's not when we did it. That's when the comic books aired. Mm. Amazing
2: Spider-Man 178 and Star Wars. Number nine. Well, I'll light this candle with our good friend Aaron Head Moss Yojo. And we left our wallet with this guy, Al Sedano. Gotta get
4: it. Got to get it.
1: Alec like Edward Taylor. Austin Kuykendall.
2: Benjamin. Bradford William. Brandon Tennant. Buzz Hassan. Captain Marvel Shazam. Charles <laughs> Pierce. Charlie Niemeyer. Chris Michael Wallace. Oh, I've been chosen, boys. <laughs> <laughs> is chosen Chris one at BTO and Bat Books, gentlemen.
4: Let it roll down the highway. Woo
2: woo
4: woo.
1: Jason. Na 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 na. Yeah. Na 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 Woo
3: clinton Robinson, and by the way it's a show
1: coffee and
0: comics craig bednarik dave collins that was, was just a crazy old man. man in a battle wagon Derek william crab dustin staub francisco
2: vanagoli ding ding the podcasting machine Hedricks, my good buddy grant carlton warrigal grant warrigal grant green lantern hg gustavo lugo hal jordan Carolombos Ventus.
1: Hellaman Romero.
2: Ivan Chudley. James Charles Huntley. Jason Lynn. Jason Sloan. Jean Pierre
1: Page. Jeff Boone. Jim Paraso. Jimmy Armstrong.
0: Jonathan Schaefer Haynes. <laughs> he knows.
2: Uh, this next one is Justices. Is it second on?
0: No. No.
2: Oh. Is it first on? Justice's yes. first on? Yes. Cam Motashimi.
1: Ken Solo. Kevin Howard. The Lovely Laurel Mountain Flower. Leonard L. Silvan. M. Anthony Gerardo.
5: Very
2: cool. Suave. Mark Willman. I got Mark Man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's just Mark. <laughs> we have Michael Powell. Mitch Gillen. Movies and comics
0: and videos. Oh, my. Nethead. Nicholas Prom. Nick Lunn. Parker Thomas Ash. Hmm. I got
2: Paul BTTB or Paul Bittabook. I, I think it's Paul Bittabook. All right. Thanks, Paul <laughs>
3: Uh You have that one, and I have a much more difficult name to pronounce. Paul T. Smith.
1: Philip O.
2: O. 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 Oh, Rad Adventures. I got Rick Anderson. That's a cross
3: between two of the four horsemen from back in the NWA wrestling days.
0: Oh. I'll take your word for it.
1: <laughs> Rick Heineken. Robert Charles.
0: Ross Michaud. <laughs> Pen. We know who you are.
2: <laughs> Daredevil. <clears throat> I got Russ Sauer. I have the lovely
0: Ruth
3: Sutherland.
0: Scott Brown. Secret Wars, and Beyond
2: podcast. Thanks, Sean. And speaking of Sean, I got Sean M. Scott. And
1: speaking of Scott, I have
2: Siskoid. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I got Tim Price.
1: Timmy, come on down.
0: Look, Speaking about coming down, I'm a winner, boys. Guess what I got this time? Kill <laughs> a hey, Give me a yeah, no
1: Say what we beat.
4: boom bad. boom boom
2: We've almost come all around to good. And wrapping it all up, we have Warlord Worlds. That's a fine podcast. Looks like we have a
3: comment from the Longbox Crusade website. And it comes from Tim
2: Price. As long as it's not from uh, Tim.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you, Jared. Uh, I'll go ahead and do the reading uh, myself. I know that Tim is old school. Sort of, because like super old school, I guess he would write like a a letter or perhaps like a postcard, mm-hmm. but like new old school would be writing to the website. Mm-hmm. And Tim does that. I know he does it to a few and he did it for us. So thanks, Tim. He says, OK, don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying these Spider-Man issues, but this story is taking a while. Come on, Lynn. Hey, you, you shut your mouth, Tim. You shut this <laughs>
1: The price is wrong. (laughs) If it
3: goes much longer, I may end up in the room next to Aunt May. Knock, knock, knocking on yada yada. Somebody needs to tell him about the Hobgoblin saga. (laughs) Oh, man. That took (laughs) years. With an S. About the Goblin's identity, did I give anything away? Did I? (laughs) Glory Grant and her carrot shake. Nuff said (laughs) (laughs)
1: her milkshake bring all the boys to the yard damn right
3: right. (laughs) star wars i haven't read any issues aside from the movie adaptations but you know even though it's not winning you guys over i'm getting intrigued enough to want to see for myself so thanks as always i appreciate the shout outs and reading my crusader comments
1: the
3: first there's gonna be a second oh man There can't be a second. easier.
1: here. Nah, nah, Timmy will always be number one in our heart.
3: We appreciate you, Tim Price. Thank you very much for your comments to the site.
2: Yeah, I think it's cool that he's going to check out Star Wars. I like it when yeah. the show brings people to stuff. Absolutely. 100% on that. We'll move on to social media comments from... All right, I'll start with our friend from across the pond, Mr. Ivan Chudley. He says, the Star Wars book did answer one question I've had for a long time, namely... Where did Bucky O'Hare come from? And I get that reference because that green rabbit looked a bit like Bucky O'Hare. Who's Bucky O'Hare? He's a rabbit-ish comic book character. This is very, there's many levels. Okay. (laughs) All right. So I will pick one, a
3: well-worded one from Charles Pierce, who says, Jax. Yep.
2: (laughs) Yep. All right. Okay.
0: A lot of people like
3: Jack
2: the rabbit. People are digging at Jax. I wasn't as on board with Jax. That
3: was the name with a rabbit. I completely <laughs> blocked the rabbit out of my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, silly
0: rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> That's kids.
1: All right. Green Lantern HG says, such a great episode that I listened to it twice willingly, smiley face. I don't know how many times he had to listen to it unwillingly, <laughs> but. Which of you guys have been forcing them to listen to our shows? But good job. I
2: bet, and I do the editing. We have to listen to it unwillingly a few
1: times. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. I feel that way sometimes with uh, Saturday Matinee Theater. I'm definitely with Team Super Two Cool Guys. Bet you won't remember who it was. I I don't. (laughs) You win that bet. It was a four. And at Yard Sale Artist, I get your love of Esposito, but that issue was a five. If it had been done in black and white, it'd still be a five. And then I'm going to cheat and add one more. This one's for you, Jared, because he says in a separate message, but no Chubbins and Sweetums episode yet?
2: Stand by, GL. Stand Uh, by. You guys have no, even the crew I'm talking to right now has no idea what I'm cooking up in the Chubbins and Sweetums realm. (laughs) Even as we speak. Interesting. Yeah, that's true. I have no no idea.
1: idea. (laughs) I've seen Sean walking around here, coked out of his head. (laughs) He's ready to go. So it's Wednesday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. That's that. That is true. (laughs) I'm gonna pull one here from M. Anthony Geraldo, Meg. So Meg says, "Amazing, 178 is a darn good issue, and despite the bunny, so was the Star Wars arc." Mm-hmm. All right, well, thanks, Meg. I'm glad he enjoys it.
2: Yeah, and I'm not even being sarcastic. are people out there that dig that good yeah. cool, man. Exactly. Awesome. I finished the Star Wars comic today. Did y'all know that? <laughs> We're so proud.
1: Thanks to everyone for the follows, likes, shares, and comments.
3: We appreciate your friendship and your help in spreading the word about this podcast.
0: And that's the show. Be sure to check out the website, longboxcrusaderchronicles.blogspot.com, where the post will be made for journaling this crusade. I want to thank Jared, Jason, and Delvin for joining me on this episode. But before we go, let's find out where the listeners can find us on the internet. Jason?
1: You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at D E E underscore R A Y one nine seven
3: seven Jared.
2: You can find me at Yard Sale Artist. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It is all at Yard Sale Artist. And surprise, I got a toad bomb. It's a sonic toad.
1: <laughs> I'm blacking out. Ah, I can't think. Oh.
2: All right, everybody blacked out, so it's my show now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat, enough of my shenanigans. Where can they find you?
0: Well, you can find me on the Twitter at ChrisTatos01. But I think we forgot something, Jared. Before what we, we forget, go, we forgot to announce who's going to be our Crusades <gasps> Club. That's right. For Crusades, who's going to be joining us from the Crusader Club.
2: That's right, Pat. We did open up one of our Crusaders spots now. For 2019, we've got a crusade <laughs> slot open that we're just going to fill with a randomizer selected member of the Crusaders Club. And gentlemen, I'm pretty certain they might have a white Christmas up in Toronto this year Ooh. because we will be joined by the one and only Toronto Cop. You have won the Crusaders Club crusade slot. So we will be getting with you to find out what comic book series you'd like to introduce us to. And we look forward to wrapping with you, Toronto Cop. Congratulations, sir. That's Did crazy. you say a
1: cop was coming?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll clean up the studio before. It'll be cool. Just play, play cool, man. Play cool. Gosh, all right. we got
1: to go clean some stuff out of my room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it'll be just a little bit, but we got this. We got this. So Thanks
2: to everybody who showed interest in that, by the way. Mm-hmm. that's going to be definitely. an annual thing and we might do it even beyond crusade We might have random guest appearances on Saturday matinee theater or what have you. Yeah. So just keep checking that Patreon and and thanks to all, all of our supporters.
0: Definitely. We definitely enjoyed it and would love to have you on.
2: That's right. We can go on a crusade. We
1: may
0: need some help. So stand by. Get your game ready, Toronto cop. And if you want to interact with us live via chat and be entered to win some free stuff, on our live raffles join us on our next episode of doing it live stream on the youtube mm-hmm. we do them on the second sunday of every month and we always start around 3 30 p.m central time we have a fun time doing it Eight. you can get signed up for this by looking up Longbox crusade on youtube please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you get notified when we go live
2: free stuff yes dollar a month. And I
1: got to admit, that's like the fastest two hours that fly by. It's so much fun.
2: It is. It goes by pretty quick. I
0: wish we could stay
2: longer. but Yeah, we love the people in the chat. You give us things to to chat about. Yeah, stop by. Win some free stuff. You don't even have to be a Crusaders Club member to win free stuff. No. On the YouTube shows either. But uh, we highly encourage it. You
0: just got to come and hang with us. Come and hang with us. A couple hours on a Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm. Fun time. You can, you know, hang around, you can have a, some drink, you can have some smoke, you can do... It. <laughs> oh, he's trying to peddle his wares again. <laughs> pantsless, pantsless, off, you know, All the stuff, stuff we crazily do here at the Longbusters.
2: Probably going to try to get you to help decorate the studios come Christmas time. Yep.
0: Yep. Uh, well, you know, I may need some places to stash some stuff since the Toronto cop will be coming.
2: He's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's from Canada. He doesn't have jurisdiction here. You're going to be oh, fine. okay. Well, then we're all right here. Wrap it up, mother- <laughs>
0: I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> all right, with that. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Crusader Chronicles. You got a comment or question, please email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com or leave a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page at Longbox Crusade. Until next time, take care and please join us for the next episode as we continue on to Crusade 2.
5: Readable!
0: The intro music for Crusader Chronicles is provided by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at joseflin
2: 99 You won't regret it.
4: All songs, song clips, and characters
0: discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics.
1: Outtakes. you want to get high? Trade time to get real, huh? <laughs> 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 These are 500 footers, baby. Nobody had entry. top, Tommy. We can see how much, if any, we get bumped up? How Delvin? Tr- bump up.
2: <laughs> thank you. What do you mean by bump up, Delvin?
1: Bump, bump up. <laughs> I get it. I'm in it now. By bump up, I mean
2: Delvin. download so I can check the download. Yeah, thank you, Delvin. <laughs> <laughs> That, Thank you, Delvin. My oh, pill has right. kicked in. I'm high as a kite. Let's do this.
4: All right. do. do, 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 do. Those Star Wars. Do, 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 do,
1: do. My name's Treetop do. Tommy. I'm stuck in this treetop, <laughs> looking for Tie Fighters. My job is
2: sucks. <laughs> I'm for sure, that was getting with it. Y'all motherfuckers better get down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just mad because, like, Death Grip—pretty cool name—but I've kind of committed
0: a death probe. Meow,
4: mm-hmm. meow, meow. Me.
0: And welcome back from the break. We're going to do Pets Pull List again because these uh, guys didn't like
4: uh,
0: it. I'm <laughs> to so, the part two for tonight. <laughs> let's start it at the beginning. The first one we have is Men at War. <laughs> And let me tell you the synopsis. No!
3: <laughs> At the Goblin Lair, a recently freed Harry Osborne is piping mad and wants some smoke. Delvin. Yes, that's more a more comeback character. Delvin. Green goblin Delvin. Delvin. Yes? Why didn't he
2: finish him? <laughs> Who's doing this
4: synopsis? <laughs> you
2: or me? You're Jason and give me that line
0: again. <laughs> high. I was going to read a comic. <laughs> I'm I was gonna, gonna read my rainbow book too,
1: brook, then <laughs> then I got I that.
0: Da, da,
4: da, 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 da.
2: You can sing along if
4: you want Pat. <laughs> that. Didn't right, she this. sing the
1: uh, the title song to American? Pale. Yes, yeah, very good, Jason She surely
2: did Somewhere out there Beneath a the pale moonlight There you go They should have <laughs> named
1: him DSX DSX Machina <laughs>
2: Yikes been Big words with Jason <sighs>
3: Thanks to everyone for the remix. All right.
2: I'll see
3: you guys on Wednesday. Okay. Yep.
1: Have a nice one. See you Bye. Sleepy Weasel time. Sleepy Weasel.
0: <laughs> tree Top Tommy says, you better watch. to the weasel to bed.
1: That's right. You got to get eight hours of sleep a night. You fall out of that tree, it's game over, man. Game over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't I'm going to pick you up. <laughs>